Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Thor MX. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, as usual. Lots to talk about. Anaheim 1 just happened, and uh, man, I don't even know where to start, but uh, I've got a pair of Jasons in the pocket uh, helping me this uh, t- this evening to do this, and uh, that would be none other than my boss, RacerX online editor, Jason Wygant. Step it up, man. And former, former German, German Supercross champion. Uh, going for title number three this year, former Montreal Supercross winner, top privateer to the stars, a man who can say that he did race some of the greats straight up, Jason Thomas. That's me, but championships out of out of the question this weekend, but I'm going regardless. You are fifth in the points. I am, but I, I have a shot at second, but first uh-huh. is done. Who's got first? Richie? Uh, Richie, yeah. Yeah, it's over. Really? Pretty much. I mean, he's got a big lead. So I don't think that guy was that good. I've seen him race a bunch. He must have got better all of a sudden. Um, he rides good. He, he's the best starter I've ever seen, and that's including Alessi. That's including anybody who you want to put in there. Is that including Holshot Hansen? Anybody. Okay. Uh, the best starter I've ever seen. So that that's the biggest thing. Like, he rides well. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's, I wouldn't say he's the best rider there. But if you hole shot every time, it, you put yourself in a great position. So. Oh, really? He's definitely earned it. Tell us more, Gary Bailey. Please tell us more. Don't ever compare me to Gary Bailey, please. Okay. Right. And I mean that because I don't. I have. I'm nowhere near as good as him. Is that really what you mean? No, but let's go with it. All right. All right. Okay. So Anaheim won. Uh, here we go. It, it, um, sweet Jesus, I don't even know where to start. Um, Is this the most anticipated podcast ever? I like, don't know. Most stuff to talk about ever. Well, this the, the where does Davy Millsap? And I, I struggle with this. Where does his ride rank? Is it a Josh Grant Anaheim one out of nowhere? It is. Is it Josh Hill Minneapolis Supercross? Is it Nathan Ramsey Pontiac? Is it Albertin at the Coliseum? Like, is it like those? What were those like? I, you know, that, that far out of left field. This this didn't come out of left field. This came out of the stands in left field. This came out of the hot dog cart in left field. Right, Weege? Yeah, I, 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 it's one of the all-time, all-time, all-time upsets because the, the Hill win <clears throat> is out in Minneapolis because it's different when it's in the middle of the year because Hill had ridden good at different times during that year. So it was like, okay, it came together. But the beginning of the year, as you can tell from our preseason podcast where we barely even remember to mention Millsaps. Well, we'll get to that. For, we'll, we'll, we will yeah, we we will get to cover to that. People yes. calling things that I don't remember them calling. but Right. My point is, at the beginning of the year, it's much more of a shocker because you really there's no build up toward what what could eventually happen. It's not like you're saying, "Well, Millsap's been going fast the last ten weeks. Maybe it'll come together." Mm-hmm. Um, 
The second thing is I think it eclipses the Josh Grant thing because let's be honest, Josh Grant was in third and two guys crashed into each other ahead of him and he won the race. Yeah. Um, Millsaps led every single lap. Now you could say Villapoto went no, down. No, was hurt. Canard led a couple, but yeah. Well, you're, uh, he was yeah. up front, I guess, the whole yeah. race. Now yeah. I know that Stewart and Villapoto, for example, had trouble, but Millsaps rode awesome. Every lap he was out all day in practice, in his heat race, in the main event. <clears throat> it was awesome. I, I, the only thing I think, I, maybe the Tortelli-Alberton wins might have been crazier. Tortelli was in the mud, though. Tortelli was in the mud, so that's a little bit of a, you know. And and Nathan Ramsey, uh, you know, Carmichael crashed. So, you know, there was that reason. Look, Ryan Dungey, he was in fourth, and I really thought he was going to win. But but had he not fallen, he still was not going to win. He he was – this is Ryan Dungey, who's one of the greatest riders of all time, and he was not going to catch those two. Maybe Barsha, but he was not going to get Trey and Davey. Well, remember on that podcast last week we said, hey, that race at Salt Lake City last year proved that no one is at the level of those four guys. And it was specifically Millsaps and Weimer we were talking about. Dungy caught them from way back after crashing and beat them. So that's that did not happen here. He was not going to beat them straight up. He wasn't going to. And that's why this is such a surprise. It wasn't circumstances. Millsaps just rode that good. Yeah, we, we, I think. we actually did specifically bring up the fact that look how much better Ryan Dungy is than Davey yeah. Millsaps. Exactly. Uh, so how, this is a shock. JT, what, what say you? Here, here we go, Weege. I think it was probably the most surprising win ever, given the circumstances that it wasn't mud, it, there wasn't a huge first-term pileup, there wasn't all of these, you know, weird factors that led to, a, you know, an, a surprising victory. It was just a straight-up shocking win. I, I, was, I was there when Albie won. It was kind of the same feeling. Like, where did that come from? Opening round. You know, Suzuki, too, by the way. We could probably do something about that, huh, Weege? Um, uh, Suzuki, I don't know where. Albie, I remember that. You know, field was loaded with Yogi and McGrath and um, a lot of fast guys. And, and, and that was the same way. But, but it, uh, yeah, you could make that a case. You, you could make that a case. So Totally. Um, totally can make that case. I mean, there are, there are other times you could look at Ricky Ryan, all this stuff, but there was always a, a weird, you know, just a strange factor, the mud, or something crazy happened that you could directly attribute to that result. This one, I don't, I don't think so. I think it was just he came out of left field, and, you know, looking at it, we shouldn't have been surprised. He was really fast in practice. He won his heat race by, you know, passing everyone and, and winning mm-hmm. fairly easily. Yeah. So we shouldn't have been that surprised, but you still were, you know. Well, definitely the other the, the other heat was stacked, you know. Um, Stewart was the only guy in the in the heat that Millsaps won, and he's dealing with an injury that we'll get to. But um, Trey also he passed Trey. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't know where Trey was. No, I understand, yeah. but right. if you if you look back on it, we should have known better from the way he rode all day. It shouldn't be such a shock, but I think. Going into Saturday, it's a huge shock. Like nobody could have predicted a win from him without you know anything crazy happening. Just straight up winning. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was nuts. all a shock. Like the fact, the fast in practice and winning the heat race, I put in the shocker category. Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah, his yeah. whole performance. Yeah, yeah, the whole day. It wasn't a fluke at all. He rode awesome every time he was out there. When's the? Uh, when's the last time he won? Three years ago. Yes, yeah, San Diego in 2010, which was, of course, yeah, it was mud. pretty muddy. Yeah. yeah. San Diego? Yeah, 2010 San Diego. San Francisco, yep. no? 
San Francisco. <laughs> no, it was San Diego 2010, I think. Atlanta? Shorty, Shorty broke his leg. Remember that in that one? He was. Yeah, he cased that triple. Yeah. Atlanta? Yeah. That was 08. He had one in Atlanta oh. in 08 and one in. Uh, okay. The race where um, Reed was hurt, what was that? Detroit? He won that one, too. Those were we, his three wins. We always make a joke about him losing all this weight, but he does look cut. He looks really skinny. He did yeah. lose weight. He really did. Yeah. Um, he, he also uh, he attributed um, Yogi. A lot of uh, as really lost help um, as a reason why maybe he won. He was on the show and said that Paul Mech show and said that Yogi said uh, you're gonna hate me uh, by the time we're done. All the things I'm gonna make you do, and, and he said I, he was right. I hated him. So I mean, I guess you know. The, yeah, go ahead. It's funny you you always hear this stuff every year from everybody. Oh, I got right. this trainer and he's making me do this, and we're I'm going to be such a different guy, and I'm working with this guy now, and it's it's almost like this sport has a musical chairs feeling of trainers, and it's just like oh this it didn't work out with this guy, so now he's working with this guy, and then that guy's working with another rider the next year, and it's just all these rotating trainer rider combinations, and it never really seems to to change a whole lot, um, you know the. The Alden Baker situation, obviously, has, has panned out for Villapoto, it seems. Um, but this is one that you could really look at and say, maybe we have to listen to what he said. You may, we may have to put stock into what he's saying of, you know, most of the time you just, they, they just, oh, I want to thank my trainer. He's meant everything, blah, 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 and you just blow it off. But this is one of those times where I, maybe I want to hear what he has to say and the changes he made because, obviously, it's made a difference. So. Um... For people who want to listen to, uh, to JT and I's opinion on, on this, um, you can listen to the Pulp Mech show. But I'm going to ask Weege the uh, the same question: um, Is he for real? Why again? Is this? Uh, can he either a win more races, or b be you know one of the guys every week? Um, he can be, but I will give the caveat to the first round can often be really bizarre. I mean, you would think the way he rode that there's no chance that he's not going to be good all year. I mean, he proved it, right? He showed right. that he has the speed. He shows that he's got it all. He shows it in shape. He shows that his bike is working. How could it? <clears throat> that should be proof, right? But the first race of the year, we have seen weird things happen. I mean, Albi rode pretty well when he won that race in 97. I know there were some circumstances, but he never won another race. And there's been a lot of guys that won an opener, and that was the only race they won, or it mm. didn't uh, portend to how well they ride through the year. So <clears throat> he looked really good, but unfortunately the first round in itself is not only always proof. I think it really screws a lot of guys. A lot of guys ride bad on opening night and then really bounce back. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to base it on one race. I, uh, I, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. But, but then again, he has speed all day. So I'm, I'm on the fence. Yeah, I, I don't want to take anything yeah. away, but the first race – um, you know, I go back to a couple years ago when Ezra Lusk himself was absolutely horrible at Anaheim 1, and he got passed by Ryan Clark on the last lap, and the Race Direct staff were high-fiving themselves because our own Ryan Clark beat Factory Kawasaki's Ezra Lusk, and the next week Lusk won the race in Phoenix and beat Chad Reed straight up. Tim Ferry third, so, Tim Ferry third that night at Yogi 1. Remember that one. Or I think the very next year, Wyndham was awful at Anaheim 1 and then won Phoenix the next week, so... It's just the first round is not a good one to mm-hmm. base an entire season around. Um, 
Well, again, uh, uh, this was going on on Saturday night. At, at what point did you feel like JT was living a lie with this calling Millsap stuff? What, what, what did you? I don't even think you started it, though. Wasn't it other people? I, yeah, I don't think. Uh, maybe it was. No, I think it was JT to me. Something about, oh, you know, okay. check it, bitch, or something. Like, you know, something like that. But, I mean, JT, what exactly did you say about Millsaps? I mean, I, I haven't gone back and checked, but. What happened was you asked for my surprise pick, and I said Davalos. Then you said, okay, you can't pick that because it's a white guy. So I said, come back to me. Then you came back to me, and I said Millsaps was going to be better than we had seen him before. And you said, okay, so he's going to come win the title. And I said, well, I don't know if he's going to win, but he's going to be better than he was last year. Then you said, well, he got second in the championship. And then I, you know, I explained how you know, it was a watered-down field, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But my point was, I, I didn't, I didn't claim he was going to win the race. I just said he was going to be really good. Mm-hmm. So, okay, back to my point. That's not, that's not suck it, bitch level. Which is yes, what, it is. What <laughs> the Twitter sphere, absolutely not. Twitter, it absolutely is, and you can suck it. Davy Millsaps will win Anaheim one. Stamp it. Well, I'm, I'm not a soothsayer. I just thought he was going to be good, and he was. You're taking credit as a soothsayer, though. Well, I'm going to take credit. For whatever this I can is, get away with. This is not Mathis claiming Stewie's going to win Daytona seven days ahead of time. <laughs> you claim James Stewart's going to win Daytona. Wow, that's a that you're really going he out on a really win. He was really struggling last year. He only had one win going into Daytona. It wasn't a, it wasn't a gimme. Sorry, you pick you pick one of the fastest racers of all time to pick his home to win his home race. Congrats, you are Nostradamus. Thank you. About time you give me some respect. Um, what about what about Trey Kennard? Um, what, what do we what do we think? He, he's back. Um, fitness looked great. I think. I mean, I don't know if Trey admitted it. I haven't spoken to him since the race. For sure, I would think he would be back there thinking, "I'm going to get Millsaps when he tires out," and he did get him. And then he made a little bobble on the last lap, and, and Millsaps got him back, passed him in the same spot actually, and. Um, what what do we think of Trey, uh, JT? I thought it was honestly one of the most inspirational comeback rides I've probably ever seen. Come on, I'm being serious. From that that like bad of an injury, how is it not? Yeah, I, it was incredible how bad his injury was. Like, I mean, I don't. I'm pretty sure there was a serious amount of time where people didn't think he was ever going to race again. To coming back to his first race and almost winning, I mean. And being that good, he almost won the heat, then he almost won the – I mean, he was legitimately good. So, and no hesitation, no – there was no sign of him being scared. I mean, it was mm-hmm. – it was. I mean, it was cool to watch. I was really, really inspired. Like, it was – I don't mm-hmm. know. It so, was awesome, I thought. So, Fly Racing's – Jason Thomas thinks that Fly Racing's Star Rider is one of the most inspirational comebacks he's ever seen. I mean, that's, that's easy to go with. Like, that's is an it? easy angle to take, but – I would be hard pressed. I, I I charge you to find someone who didn't think that was incredible. Is it John Travolta on Pulp Fiction like? I don't know. Okay, whatever. I'm I'm talking about Trey Kennard. I don't think so. He wasn't as good as I think. I think Travol- John Travolta's was more Saturday Night Fever. No, his comeback, his inspirational comeback on Pulp Fiction, his comeback to relevance on Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I don't think John Travolta had a nearly um, deathly injury. I think he just sucked oh. at acting, and then 
The amount of had, movie, a, had a great I mean, director. The amount of movies he was out of, you would think and he, he, he got would. a lot of massages by dudes. What what do you th- what do you think, Wagant? About the Travolta thing? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if he had had a stroke or something and was unable to speak, and then came out in that movie and made it happen and made yeah. it be equal, but he did. So, how could you not say this is his first race back? His first race back. Like even Doug Henry had a crappy 1996 or, or uh, uh, <clears throat> and 97, honestly, before he came back to win the. The national title in 1998. He got hurt in 95. He won the title in 98. This is the first race back. I put this up oh, with anything. If yeah. he had won, and he came darn close. I mean, it's pretty yeah. darn awesome any way you slice it. But if he had won, I think it has to be. I think it has to be the most unbelievable first race comeback ever. I mean, we're not talking coming back from an ACL here. We're talking about will he be able to walk at all or ride a motorcycle at all or race at all, and he almost won. And I think he wrote about as well as he's ever written, where Millsaps is, <clears throat> Millsaps surprised everybody because the book on Millsaps is, this happens, that happens, we've heard it all before, we've mm-hmm. seen it all before, you know what you're going to get, yeah. leopards don't change spots. With Kennard, all you had to do is see that he got back to where he used to be, mm-hmm. and he should be good, and it looks like he's back there, so he should be good, Right. I posed it all year. I posed it. Yeah, it was an, it was an amazing comeback. It was, it was awesome. Any right. injury where you're not, they're not even worried about whether you're going to ride again. You're talking about whether you're going to like actually live through the injury or walk again. I mean, it's a whole different level of comeback. Uh, easy on the live through the injury. Easy on that. I'm Hallmark, I'm not easy on it at all. Hallmark movie of the week guy. Like, you know, he wasn't I, going to die. But All right. yes, I mean I got it. I, you know, I'm, listen. I mean, maybe you should maybe you should watch the crash again and talk, then talk to his doctors. And it wasn't good. I mean, he uh, wasn't yeah, in I'm, a good place. I'm not saying it was good. The first hour or two after the wreck. Um. Yeah. No, it was an amazing ride. Yeah. Did you? Obviously, obviously you hate Trey Kennard. That's all. I've yeah. Gotten out yeah. Of that, this. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's exactly. That's all. It. That's all I can pick that's up. Exactly. It. Um. What about the track, JT? What do you think of the track? A lot of times, Anaheim's, um, they make them a little easier. And this one, I think, was right along those lines, although it was much better than last year. You'll see, remember last year track, uh, not very good. Um, what did you think of it, the track? I thought it was pretty good. It was tough, really difficult to pass, it looked like. It did, yeah. Um, but last year's track was probably the worst track I'd ever raced on. That's being completely honest. It was one of the worst designs ever. And then this year, was I thought it was cool. It just looked like they were having a tough time passing without getting really aggressive. But the layout looked fun. I didn't like the when they took the wall out of the sand jump before the finish. Like yeah, little, I think that was a bump. that was a safety preventative move by Feld, just protecting their investment because there were some seriously close calls in practice. I think somebody was about to you go think? over the bars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I liked that. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool too. I just think that Feld was like, eh, yeah. Let's not let's not ruin our season before we get started here. <laughs> exactly. Um, what do you think of the track, Weege? Uh, we had <clears throat> one of our new hires wrote um, something about uh, Anaheim in our tour to Supercross. And I don't think it was me, and I don't think it was you, Mathis. I'm not a new hire, um, bro. Yeah, so it was JT. He mentioned the slick, flat corners that Anaheim has. Now, you never know. The layout could change. There could be a year where it doesn't have flat corners. This one had a lot, and I watched the 
you watch the uh, GoPro put out the, the footage of Millsap's win, and you really hear how much those guys were lugging it. And um, there were two or three corners, I think, out there where there was, like, no aggression at all. You could not ride aggressively. I mean, it really, I think, was pretty tricky like that. Um, and I say it was credit. I think the thing that Millsaps did best was you couldn't override it, it appeared, and he did a pretty good job of just doing his thing the whole race and minimizing mistakes. Um, I think it was good. I think it was fun to watch. I mean, it, maybe the passing was tough, but it just happened so that a line opened up on the last lap. <clears throat> now let Millsaps get the lead, so give a pass for the lead in the last lap. Chuck's mm-hmm. pretty good, I say. Yeah, yeah, like that. I would like to have seen a little bit, big, little bit of a bigger whoop section. But uh, what are you gonna do? The quad was cool, you know, it was big. Um, yeah, quad fast though. It looked I, I, cool. I don't know, hey, JT. What do you think? It was really close to being the same. If you could, if you could go on on the lower part and go. The double. quad was clearly faster, without a doubt. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. If you if you could go with the inside line, like triple, then inside, then quad, it was without a doubt, faster than any other way around it. Hmm. If you had to go outside, which Tomac did a few times, I'd go outside and then back cut in. back across yeah, and back then quad, in. that wasn't really that fast. Right. I see. Um, I asked this question on the on the Pulp Show, and I want to ask it again to Weege. Um, if you're Chad, Chad Reed, Ryan Villapoto, or Ryan Dungey, who's, who should be most worried right now? Who should be most concerned with Anaheim one, I mean Villapoto was. I don't think any more worried. Okay. I don't think any more worried. Right. I don't think they even care. Like, I think everyone they know better, and and most importantly, I think they know inside themselves how they probably rode. Um, I, I can't imagine that Dungey was thinking, I was totally on point, everything was super dialed. I'm in mid-season form, and I just couldn't catch those guys. Dude, they're confident that they'll figure it out. I'm sure Villapoto. Well, he never cares, no matter what, but. He knows how fast he was, so he's not not worried. Yeah. And Reed, that's a typical Reed playbook. I mean, he wasn't on it, but he ended up fourth. He's only going to get better. He's already scoring points. I don't think they any all any of them have reason to be worried. It's just the first race. Okay. All right. What do you think? Is that weird? Um, that, no, no. Disagree? Yeah. We, uh, you you don't think Dungey's bike was working that good, in your opinion? <clears throat> yeah, I watched the. Uh, Man, I watched the main like five times last night because it's easy to watch. Supercross mains are short, so it's easy to do that. And I thought the thing was jumping around. Now, JT and I discussed this, and he thinks it might be more of how hard they were pushing it. But it seemed to me like Dungey, every time he tried to make something happen, he couldn't make it work for long. Half a lap later, he'd make a mistake, and he'd lose all that time um, that he gained on Barsha and the, the two guys in front of them. So, yeah, I would, I would have to think that maybe that's a little bit of first round Setup isn't where they want. We know they have an experimental shock that may or may not have a spring inside of it, like forks, mm-hmm. which is what Carlos told me. So there you go. A lot of work to do. Right. I think that air shock is is prone to what you're saying too. It's kind of it's the same as the fork, where it it's it's got a lot of action in it. So you may be seeing that with the shock as well, yeah. where it's just kind of busy. I bet it's busy. <laughs> um. It seemed like coming into into some of those corners, especially as it got more rutted and rough as the night went on. The thing was jumping around on them. But what do you, what do you say I'm after no, the race? I'm we no each... Ross Maeda or Bones Bacon Emma either, or Gary Bailey, I suppose. What, 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 what does Ultimate think? Maybe you should ask him. 
Uh, Ultimate, when Kennard bumped into Millsaps in the last lap, Ultimate, I'm sure, would have been ready to bust that yellow flag out. Right, right. Good save by Stripe. Ultimate would have um, been there ready. What about what, um, what about Chad, JT? Let's talk about your buddy Chad Reed. Um, didn't do any interviews. Well, no, wait, wait. I got another question. Uh, how was Dungey after the race, Weege? Why even bother asking? What do you think? I don't. I mean, I don't know. You interviewed him, so. I mean, did you get anything? Well, he made the mistake. He did call it the air shock. He stumbled onto that. I, I expected him to not even. He was using the word new components a lot. Yep. And I'm like, that's all you're going to get, components, components. And then I try to trip them up. I said, hey, everybody said, you know, last year that it would be tough in the first race because you had a whole new bike. And this year it would be a lot easier. But now it looks like you're changing something so radical that it might be just as big a challenge. And then he stumbled and said, he said the word air shock. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't want to do that. <laughs> a lot of re- big revelation. Right. Um, otherwise, there was, it was dunge, dude. Right. Yeah, you, you never quite know. Um, JT. I, I did. I, I will say this. He did, <clears throat> he, he did say when he was in fourth and he could see the three guys in front of him that he was getting mad. Like, they're right there. I got I to get him. I got to get him. And I couldn't make mm-hmm. it happen. Not... He's never going to sound frustrated, but just the fact that he said that makes leads me to think that he probably didn't perform the way he. If you're Dungey right. and you're in fourth and you see those three guys, you're thinking I should be able to get him, right? Yeah. Uh, after the yeah. race, I went by to go talk to Reed. wasn't around, and then I text him, and he's pretty good about getting back to me. Um, nine times out of ten, he does. This was one he didn't, so I, <clears> I'm not sure if that was intentional or or what. But he probably wasn't happy. JT, what? what did you talk to him, um, what did he say, and, and what did you think of his ride? Um, I think that uh, there's a lot of testing that goes on before the season. Did, and you, then did you talk to him? I did talk to him, yes. Okay, that, that's, that's the first thing you say. I did talk to him. That's what you say. Well, I was getting to that, but you rudely interrupted me. All right. Um, I think that they test a lot, and then that doesn't always translate to exactly how the track's going to be or how the conditions are going to work out. And having talked to him, I think that that's kind of where they were. Like, um, wasn't overly, you know, ecstatic with how he, you know, had set up his bike and stuff like that. So, um, I know he wasn't really pumped with how he rode, but you know, when you have a really, what you would consider not a great night, and you still are fourth, right. it's probably not the end of the world. So, I agree. Um, yeah, I know he felt like he had a lot of work to do this week, and. You know, when you get fourth and you felt like you left a ton out there and you felt like you could have been much, much, much better than that, then, yep. you know, obviously pretty good days are probably ahead. So Right. Can, um, can we all agree that Schiff knocked it out of the park with his gear? Yeah, it was pretty pretty freaking impressive. It was good. It was good. I think he wins the gear of the night. Weege? Yeah, and the seven on there looked awesome, too. I thought that was a nice little... <laughs> <laughs> curveball to put a number seven on a guy's number 22 yeah yeah nah, very striking they've been doing that for they, they had that last year didn't they didn't they have that in a pattern I, last year or maybe i'm just seeing last year's gear early like you know how you always do i don't know yeah, i think that the thing there. was i have to say that the graphic did fit the general look shift has had i mean it wasn't like they slapped something that didn't fit on there so i think it I don't know for sure, but it seems like it's just a, a coincidence. It seems impossible that it could be a coincidence, but that's what I'm thinking. I haven't heard any conspiracies otherwise. Okay. Well, I mean, if it was answer gear, you would totally know what was going on. 
but the answering gear and the steward gear didn't look anything like alike. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, let's let's talk about uh, Thor MX's uh, Ryan Villapoto and uh, his his disasters. JT, what do you make of that gate pick? I thought it was all right. <laughs> I honestly, obviously didn't think it was as disastrous as you did. Um, <laughs> I didn't like I, it. I didn't like it. Yeah, I know. And I, I just think that... I wouldn't let Tim Ferry start there. I would not have let him start there if I was a mechanic. I think that you could salvage a bad jump from the inside better mm-hmm. than you could from the middle or outside. Um, or even the middle. I think if you get a really bad jump in the middle, you're just screwed. Uh, but if you're on the inside and you get a bad jump, then you can kind of maybe sneak around the inside and pull something out of it. And that's what he was thinking. Um, but obviously, you know, I, I don't think that's what caused him to lose the race. It's just a bad jump is a uh-huh. bad jump, and he would have been where he was no matter what. Right. So. Okay. What did you think in, in, in seeing him riding, do you think his crashes were – avoidable if he was out front and cruising? Like, was he pushing it? Or were his crashes a, ca- a case of him panicking a little bit? I thought he was maybe overriding a little bit. Um, yeah, I did, I did too. He, yeah, when I watched his heat on, I went back and watched his heat, and, man, he was really pushing hard in the heat, even harder than I had originally thought yeah. when I watched it live. And uh, he just, uh, you know, you, you, you try to override the track and traffic, and, can't really take the line you want, and you put yourself, you know. It's like Ricky Carmack used to talk about all the time. If you get a bad start, the percentage chance of you going down goes through the roof. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, he fell victim to that. And I think once he, you know, crashed the first time, then it just snowballs a little bit. You hit the panic button, and things start happening really fast. Yeah, Weed, what do you think? Yeah, um, you know how the first race of the year – I'm already talking about guys are a little nervous. You're not really seeing their A game. <clears throat> and if they have a bad night, they're probably not worried. Like Dungy, and I don't think Reed thinks this is like the sign that it's the end for him. But I feel like for Filippoto, it was almost the exact opposite, where I think he was almost too pumped up, too confident. Like when he was behind Barsha in that heat race, it was pretty far back. It was, what, six seconds or something with two laps to go? Something yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I think he was just like, I'm going to show everybody what's up. I, I can I can make up this kind of time. <laughs> right. I don't care if it's Barsha or anyone else. This right. is how fast I can go. And it didn't bite him there, but I think he was running the kind of the same, you know, idea in the main event, which is I got a bad start, but I'm so fast and I'm so – I feel so strong right now that I think I can do something amazing with this bad start, and I'm going for it. And I think it, I think it bit him a little bit. I think it was – unlike everybody else at the opener who's trying to feel things out, mm-hmm. he was almost too pumped up. The uh, yeah, it was it was it was one of those things where I felt like he was he was pressing. I really did. I feel like he was pressing, and and you know when he came out of the Monster Energy Cup, he was really aggressive and pretty pretty awesome in that first race, that first main event. And and Anaheim was a lot like that. Like he's very angry at the motorcycle track. He wants to show yeah. it what's up. And uh, yeah. I guess when you do that, there's a razor's edge, right? Crashed a monster cup too. He did. He did, and uh, and that, that has been pointed out by the uh, by the fans of other riders that he has not. Yeah, Seattle, he crashed. Monster cup, he crashed. Anaheim, he's crashed. So, um, Seattle thing was just. Seattle. Yeah, that wasn't even really a crash. That was just like he put his foot down and his foot gave way. His knee yeah, buckled. Knee. That's why he fell. Fell, 
is yeah. separated from the motorcycle onto the motorcycle track, which is commonly referred to as a crash. But you're not you're not seeing my point. Is if his knee did not come apart at the seams, I don't think he would have fell. I would say that he was falling, and that is why his knee came apart at the seams. I don't think so. I think you put your he put his foot down to pivot, which you do all the time. Mm-hmm. And his knee, you know, his ACL you say, gave out, and you he say fell tomato. Over. I say tomato. You say you're stupid, and I say I'm right. Okay, all right, fine. Be like that. I'll hang up on you. All right, go ahead. Um, what else? Uh, I think the good thing for Lapoto is he got out of there. He's not injured apparently, mm-hmm. and uh, points wise, <clears throat> no biggie. So he'll he can, he can make that up. Because here's the funny thing: on the TV show, they say this is not the year you want to start off with a 16th, not with a field this deep. I think that's Doesn't backwards. That help. Ralph said Doesn't that. Yeah. Help make up ground. Ralph said that. Uh, I think Fro did. Yeah. How did I, I feel? I, I I'm glad you brought that up. I was actually gonna bring that up myself. Yeah. Is that's completely the opposite. It should be easier to make up points. There should be so much totally. parity that if you get on a, a run of winning races, you should be able to make up points in a hurry. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. In 2009, when Stewart crashed out of the opener. It was like, well, Reed's going to finish first or second no matter what every week. So Stewart's going to have to win seven in a row. Reed will not get a fourth. Reed will not get a third. And that's exactly the way it played out. Right. But Millsaps, Kennard, Dungey, Stewart, yeah. Reed, they could get fifth any week when Milfoto wins and there's half the points deficit in one week gone. Yeah, I was talking to somebody yeah. at Kawasaki, and they're already just saying that they are 14 points down on Dunge. You know what I mean? They're not even – they're not even saying how many points are down on Trey Kennard and David Millsaps. It, that does not matter. They're 14 points down on Dunge. So that's how they're looking at oh. it right now. What about – Careful playing that. Yeah. What about James Stewart? What, what about James Stewart? Wow. Um, sweet Jesus. I, I feel bad for the, for the guy and for, for Mike Webb and the Suzuki guys and Leroy. and um, What a bummer. Um, what do you think, JT? I mean, he's going to race Phoenix. He, he tweeted today he'll see us Saturday, but he's hurt. Yeah, it's just hard to – man, it's hard to predict how it's going to go. Does he man. just try to ride it out? I mean, you don't have an ACL. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's But there's no way I could have been kick-starting my bike and riding and all that stuff the way he was either if I had torn my ACL that day. Okay, so maybe – Maybe a, a rip in it or something. I yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's, right. it's difficult to say what exactly is going on with his knee. Um, oh, you're but not, obviously, you're not, you're not there in the MRI room. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he was going slow either. In the heat race, the first couple laps, he was going fast. So I, I don't think that it's something that he can't ride. It's just, is is it going to be James Stewart or is it going to be a watered down James Stewart? And if that's the case, then I don't know how long that's gonna that's gonna hang around because. You know, we, we've seen before that that's not really what he's into. <laughs> if he can't go out there and, you know, I, I don't blame him. If you go out there and, and we're riding around at 70%, that's not doing anybody any good. Yeah, he's not into that either, like you said. So, when did he do it? Do we know for sure? Webb said last lap of practice? That's what I heard, too. But, you obviously, you've heard the rumors that. Yeah, I did. I heard, know, I, I, have. I heard he did it during a test track or a practice track or something. Yeah. Um, well, it couldn't have been the last lap. He was he I, he only did uh, he pulled off long before the last lap of practice. His last lap, maybe. I don't know. 
His last lap of the yeah, second practice, it. maybe? Yeah, yeah, his last lap. He did six, and I think dudes did, I don't know, 10 or 11 laps or something like that. Yeah. Six. There was a long enough time for us to say, hey, where's Stewart? Look around for him. I still don't see him. Look around. Look like several meters. So I guess it was his last lap. Yeah. Um, and Webb, I talked to Webb about it. They said, <clears throat> even watching the footage, you could, unless you knew that this is the lap that happened, you wouldn't even know. It was that minor. It was barely even a bobble, barely even a mistake. One of those. I guess we're back where we were with uh, Villapote in Seattle. Dab your foot like that a thousand times. This is the thousand and first. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That throws a big wrench but into that. Thing, I know you're saying you feel bad for all those guys, but the Stewart haters, and there are many, are going to say, no, that's what you get. That's the risk you run with James Stewart. This is what happens. And, you know, I said Vegas wouldn't give you good odds on 17 races and 18 rounds. Well, here we already are before the first round even started. Yeah. You know, I don't know what you can point to. I mean, it's just bizarre that that happened. But at the same time, people are going to say, this is what you're rolling the dice with this guy, and this is what you get. Yeah, 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 I guess don't so. Don't know why. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yep. It's, 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 it's not, no good. Uh, Weesh, did you go to JGR for, for Monday lunch, Monday pre-lunch yeah, day? Yeah, I did. I did. And uh, what was the consensus with those guys? Obviously, they were really happy that Davey Millsaps won his first race back away from the team. Uh, they were, but they had a pretty, they had a pretty creative way of uh, justifying it, putting icing yeah. on that cake. Right, right. Icing on that crap cake, which was he made big progress last year. He lost all his weight last year. He was way better in 2012 than 11. So this was just the natural progression he was on. And if he was still with them, he probably would be just as good. <laughs> okay, keep telling themselves that. Uh, it, it, that's got to be bittersweet with James winning the first outdoor he came to last year after leaving. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Bingo. Bitter uh, pill to swallow. I'll tell you what. I, I, people feel bad for them that they have the current generation much maligned Yamaha. But it's not so bad because, man, that shields them from a lot. Because you could just, if you want to say it's the bike, the fact that the first thing they get to blame is the Yamaha, not yeah. them, correct? Yeah. yeah. True or not true. Um, it's a nice little buffer. Is Brayton's thumb serious? Thumb injury? Uh, they said that he had actually done that <clears throat> at one point when he was on the team in one of the previous runs, and he was able to ride through it. They told him don't ride this week, but they, they think he'll be okay. Yeah. Um, he's dealt with it before, and he's gotten results. The grand thing, I think, was what was puzzling to them because uh, we all heard from different sources how ridiculously fast and on it Grant was coming in. Yeah. I even heard a few people throwing out the 9 mojo. But, man, he was not good. No, he uh, faded pretty good. I don't know if he, like, did he fall over at some point? Was this was that just a straight-up move to the back? Now, if you watch a TV show closely, it's like while Villapoto is going off the track, crashing, coming back, uh-huh. Stewart is barely able to ride with one leg, and there's Grant just riding with them. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he's doing everything he can. They said he was more nervous than you've ever seen him. And <clears throat> J-Bone's thing is that we all have seen inside the outdoors now. Like, this is much more... Grant's strength was always that he didn't care, right? He just wasn't afraid of anyone, anything, was just going for it, believed in himself. Mm-hmm. This part in his career, it's getting nitty-gritty. Like, there's not – there really isn't a safety net left. Like, he really, really does have to start making it happen. So right. that's a lot of pressure, and they think that might have been an issue there. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Andrew yeah. Short and Jake Weimer, two guys who kind of rode by themselves a little bit, but they got a fifth and a sixth. Not too shabby. Uh 
J Bone brought up an interesting point for all those guys, including his guys, but also guys like Short and stuff like that. Um, he, he's going to tell his riders, "Hey, if Millsaps wins a race, you should be able to win a race." Yeah, like you can too. Right? Probably all. It's true though. Like I'm sure Villapoto has a cloak of invincibility. If he had just ruined everyone, well, you're like, "What are you going to do?" But if you're Josh Grant, you shouldn't be thinking, "Well, I can't beat Millsaps. I'm screwed." Right. Like, right. Right. Yeah. Maybe you can't, though. Maybe, maybe this is the start of something amazing. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, I feel like, uh, JT, I feel like you were on this Weston Pike bandwagon early and often. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, pretty much just knew that he would do well. It's not like he went out there and got third or anything. No, but I feel but like. But he was, he was good. I mean, he, he's been riding really well. He was riding really well last year. He was getting top tens and stuff like that. I know there's not the same amount of guys, but I feel like with the amount of guys that were out there, he kind of finished around where he would have, you know, with the same field. So, Explain to, to Wygant what you said on the Pulp Show last night about Weston's biggest strength. Uh, yeah, he just doesn't care. He's, uh, I think I may have alluded that he could possibly be a nihilist. He just <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he, he doesn't care about anybody. He's not intimidated by anyone. He doesn't care what your name is or where you're from or yeah. who you're sponsored by or what kind of energy drink you like. He just goes out there and he wants to beat you, kill you, maim you, possibly <laughs> never allow you to race again. It's hard That's to deal. It's hard attitude. to deal. It's hard to deal with a the nihilist. They just don't it, care. It is. Yeah. <laughs> what what can you use against them? Right. Right. Um, we believe in nothing. <laughs> uh, Weege, Matt Lemoyne was pretty good. Yeah. Vince Freeze yeah, snuck yeah, it into the, the main. Um, the the RCH team looks like they got a new brand of bike and uh, a new involvement from Carmichael, but the same sort of bad luck. Tickle, you know, 10th place, uh, looking all right. Tough block comes out, boom, he goes down. Hill crashes uh, again and is out for uh, two, three weeks. So that team looks like their black cloud has followed them around to 2013 a little bit. You have to admit, if you watch the TV show, <clears throat> Tickle runs into that tough block and goes down, and Carmichael did an excellent job. He did not show any additional concern or anything like that. He, oh, yeah, he, yeah, he right as in, right. No, he did, he did. He, yeah. I think he knows that that's, that criticism is coming, and he's going to make sure not to yeah. fall into it. Uh, Matt Gerke, JT. Matt Gerke. Come on. 12th? Rode well. Yeah. Weech? Yep. The heat race, too. The heat race. Yeah. Right there. Right. Matt Gerke. Man, moving to California changed Matt Gerke's life. Usually it brings people down because they get into the hookers and the and the parties and the big trucks and, you know, and the Menifee scene and the Black Sox. But it changed Matt Gerke's life for the better, huh, JT? It did. I think um... – I think that was partly it, and um, he, he's been healthy, too, for a while, which is a obviously a huge deal to get that base and ha- actually have something to build off of. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always been fast. You know, we talked about that last night. He's always had the speed. That's never been a problem. It's just I think he's matured a little bit. Has he um, always had the as speed, a person. though? Has he always had the speed? Did I yeah. Just, did I just yeah. not notice I mean, it? When he was on Yamaha Troy, he was the 125 East points leader at one time. He was? Uh, he, yeah. Uh, he won a national in 2009. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the fastest qualifier at Unadilla the next weekend. Uh, I mean, speed has never been an issue. Okay. 
it's just uh, maturity and putting it together and mm-hmm. becoming a, maybe a better racer, overall racer. And there's just a lot of aspects to, you know, putting seasons together year after year. You right. have to, you know, kind of grow up a little bit, I think, to do it in the 450 class with 30 races a year. And, uh, you know, I think you're kind of seeing that how, maybe a maturity. How did your old team, JT, how'd they handle their KTM debut? What'd you think? I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, I mean, obviously they've, they've got a ton of support from KTM, and mm-hmm. it was cool to see uh, Rob and KTM guys kind of, you know, checking with them all day and helping them with settings and all that kind of stuff. Were and, they? Yeah, they coming over? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, they're parked kind of next to each other, so it was really easy to do. And right. um, the bikes seemed like they were really good. You know, Gerke got a great start, and they looked like they handled well. And I, I didn't hear really any complaining all day, you know, which for the first race, you a lot of times you will. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, man, my settings are way off. There's nothing like it felt like, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that was cool to see. I, I think that, you know, if everybody can stay healthy, they'll, they'll have a good year. Let's talk about this Bubble Burgers thing. All right. What, what what is that? It's a bubble burger, but like, what is it? A big deal? Is it a? What yeah, I don't, I don't know. As far as financially, I mean, I know they're you know obviously. Are they based out of Florida? I I don't really know. I, I'm not. I don't know a ton about the the inner workings of it. Um, oh. know, not having ridden for the team this year, I was kind of not in the day to day stuff. And I mean, I knew we were sponsored by them, but I don't I don't really know. I, I mean, it's cool. You know, I know they were they had a representative there, and they did a cookout for basically anybody that wanted to get in line. They could get a Bubba Burger. So that was cool. What do you think uh, of that, Weege? Bubba Burgers. Whoa, whoa. I was not aware. I'm going to have to keep much closer tabs on this team. Maybe <laughs> yes. to practice now. They are an up-and-coming team. I can see already. <laughs> How's Matt Gerke doing? How's he doing? How's the bike working? Uh, uh, you have to go over there for some scoops. Yeah. How's those Bubba Burgers? They're done yet? Medium well. It's that time again. Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show. Brought to you by BTOsports.com. Presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com to help out PulpMX.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. Rex Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. For 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials, offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com. Championship proven. 
Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson, to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. JGR a good spread though. Try tip. Oh yeah. You got a new truck yeah. driver, and uh, his skills are on point. It's early, but his skills are good. We theorized last year that when they paid Stewart, that their catering budget went downhill. They claimed that was a complete coincidence. There's nothing to Bull it. Bull crap. Bull the crap. Fruit, they had the chicken. In the pudding is in the eating. They had chicken and pasta every week, and we know that that's the cheapest thing to make. Wouldn't it be the proof is in the eating, I, not the I pudding well, is in the I eating. I made it myself. What? We we had to look that up one week in the podcast. The, the the real proof is in the pudding is supposed to say the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Really? But people have shortened it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Ping said it one time, and we said, what does that mean? And then I looked it up. It oh, basically okay. means if you want to know how good the pudding is, eat it, and then you'll know. Hmm. It's obvious. It's All inarguable. Right. Um, so they were marching out nachos and cheese for dinner last year when Stuart was around. That's not a coincidence. No, no, they, they're they're good. They're back on track in that area. Yes. Uh, where'd you yes. eat at, JT? Uh, I had a Bubba Burger. You and had, I had, you had uh, a Bubba a hot Burger dog in the stands. Um, I just oh. I just bought it from the concessions, like a regular person. Yeah, I had a I had a uh, Coors Light and a hot dog. <laughs> what I would have paid to see somebody look at you go is that Jason Thomas <laughs> <laughs> with an orange beanie on and orange shoes. <laughs> Is he got a coarse light and a hot dog? Because <laughs> you know the Anaheim 909 guys, they don't they, they know the sport, but they're not exactly all up on it. So it's not like right. they, they knew that you probably even retired. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just know your name that you used to, you race. <laughs> um, uh, what else before we go? Canaries championship hopes are fading with the 19th? Well, he's basically in the same spot as Vilpoto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, no We're worries. Good. Right. No worries. Um, let's go to, let's go to 250 class and the guy that we said was going to win was going to win, but there's no doubt that, uh, after the heat race, JT, uh, we were all a little worried. I was not worried. I, I thought Davos had it in the bag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, let's, let's talk yeah. about Davos. Can, can we talk about Davos? Sure. <laughs> I mean, is anybody surprised? Uh, am I surprised that he won the heat race, was incredibly fast, and then got grenaded by someone crashing in front of him? And broke his bike? I thought that was a little surprising. Yes, I didn't expect someone to destroy his motorcycle on the first turn. But that just happens. He's, he's in those positions repeatedly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Right. Right. I understand. And if when, you look at the results, it's hard to argue. When do we... But I was very impressed by his riding. When do we stop being impressed by his riding? I don't think you're ever impressed by his riding. I, so you stopped years ago. No. Listen, he's good. No. He, he, he's a good rider. There, like, there's two things I know after this podcast. You hate Trey Kennard, oh, and you hate Martin Davalos. Oh, God. Listen to you. Uh, I will say Trey kept us waiting a long time for an interview after the race to the point where I gave up. Did you... We, you did too, Weege. Didn't you? 
No, I went to the podium. That's usually where you can find dudes, and they're more than happy to talk when they've just gotten top three. Yeah, I don't like doing that. If I know someone hates me, I'm not giving them an interview either. <laughs> I don't hate True. Trey Kennard. Not even inspirational. Not eh. No. Eh, you basically gave it an eh. Yeah, no, totally inspirational. Just the most inspirational <laughs> thing eh. he's ever seen. I mean, you know, I mean, that's a big thing. That's a like big he, deal. Like he threw his back out, needed to go to the chiropractor, and then showed up at A1. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what it's like. Yeah, I no mean, worries. You know, I read in Reader's Digest uh, years ago that um, some lady lifted a burning car off her kid. Um, you know, no idea how she got the strength or the desire and all that, but besides to protect her kid that was underneath the car. It's adrenaline. That's pretty gnarly. That's pretty inspirational. That's all. You know, that might be the most inspirational thing I've ever heard. So, you know, I mean, I just, whatever. I thought this was the most, I thought this was racing only. Uh, I think it was, I think JT said the most inspirational thing he's ever seen. I said one of the most I inspirational cannot. comeback rides I've ever seen. So unless uh, that lady lifted that car off her kid was, and then went out and did a twenty lap main, it was uh, it was in the halftime. The it was in the halftime of San Diego '88. That's what they did. They let the <laughs> they lit the car on fire and threw a kid underneath it. Um, it was sponsored by the local radio station. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they had DJs. Uh, it was a Toyota challenge. They had DJs uh, rolling motorcycle tires around the burning car. It was before nine eleven. You could do anything back then. Yeah, they were nihilists too. <laughs> okay, uh, we. What about Davalos? Let's let, let look. JT is pro Davalos. I am a tad anti Davalos. Uh, what's your thoughts? You is that not that is the height of comedy right there? I mean, you cannot even take this seriously. What the whole book is? The book is. Well, we know his deal. He wins heat races, but then he can't back it up in the main event. And then to pound the point home, he wins the heat race <laughs> and makes it through one turn of the main event. Yeah. He didn't get in a lap or half a lap or ten laps. Like one, t- You could not race less of a main event. Has anyone ever had a bike break on the start straight? I doubt it. Jeff Gibson did so on practice his Cannondale. Literally, yeah. I saw Park <laughs> shoot out the side of his cases on the start straight. <laughs> Cannondales do not count for any sort of reliability record. They're not. They're in a different <laughs> division. <laughs> a mountain bike derailleur shot out the side of his cases going down the start straight. Uh, I mean, that is the highest form of comedy, like the well, book on Davalos. And then, like, you reading the book on Davalos, and then there's a printer of the books above your head <laughs> hitting you on the head while you're reading that book with more books. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Do you think it's funny and, that Martin Davalos and every, left? And you, every, think, you think his, hey, and the his, book, his, all the work he put in, and then for him to DNF is funny. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell the, him Mitch Payton that. There, and then we use the books that are falling on you actually fall on you to the page that talks about Martin Davalos and the problems he has. Look, I mean, I, I would even think a part of them has to just be like, that's ridiculous. Like, that was the thing that, that we knew we had to fix. We have to fix this. It's not working in the main event, but it works in the heat race thing. And then when he makes it through one turn, I have to think even a part of them is like, are you effing kidding me? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Like, come on. The thing is, is he's going to win a race one day, and I'm going to get an avalanche of tweets and emails from people saying that I'm an idiot. But, like, I mean, he, he, he will win a race. I, I believe in my heart he will win a race one day. You know, the clock is – a broken clock is right twice a day he will win but it doesn't make my point any less of a point 
That's all. What about what about Davalos's teammate Blake Baggett? Uh, his agent uh, called me today. Very unhappy with the media coverage that Blake Baggett is getting um, in regards to his riding and uh, and how it went for him. Obviously, he got he got collected in that turn, and he possibly could have a broken hand. From what I hear, he's going to try to tough it out and ride. But um, you know, after Tomac lapped him, he stayed with Eli pretty good. So you feel like everyone's ganging up on Blake Baggett? Why can't? Um, every rider in the 250 class should be upset with the level of press. No one was talking or caring about the 250 class coming into Anaheim 1 with that 450 field. No one yeah. cared. Well, so unless yeah. he's still mad about him not getting enough credit for winning the title in September, um, I mean, yeah. I-, I guarantee you most of the fans in the stands didn't even know who was racing that class. They couldn't even care less. They just wanted to see Reed, Stewart, blah, blah, blah. Filippoto, Dungy, oh, Trey mm-hmm. Kennard's back, Justin Bart. Like, that's what they wanted to see. That's just the way it goes at the opener. And, They're all overshadowed. And Seeley rode well uh, to get third uh, and catch rocks on a tad, but it was a pretty predictable race. You know, there was a great battle going on for, like, six between, like, eight dudes. But, you know, for me, Tomac stood out, Seeley stood out, Zach Osborne stood out, Michael Lieb stood out. And I don't know, is that Joey Savitsky's first ever race, Pro, Pro Supercross? Yes, Savitsky. Yeah, this was his first. What? Savitsky? What did I say? That's what you're going with? What did I say? Is he, his, his, was his dad the one that designed all the tracks in the 80s? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. How do you oh. say it? It's an amateur kid. I don't know these stupid amateurs. What's, how do I know you, you don't like what's his, what's Savaji. His, Savaji, okay. I interviewed him. He won. Davey made me interview him. because uh, he Didn't he win the 80 U.S. Open race? Back in the day? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I had to go interview him. I had to wait around with all these kids, and they were all on, like, little scooters. I felt like um, I was just waiting there. And his mom was like, he'll be right around. And then all these kids came, and they were scootering around me. And I was like, which one is Joey? Which one is Joey? And, <laughs> I, you know, I was, like, really mad at be, having to interview this kid because, Weed, you know my feelings on that. And then on top of it, these kids were scootering around me and not stopping to let me talk to whichever one of them was Joey. That's what I remember. Did they Old, bitter like, Canadian. Hundred of them, hundred of them, teamed up and had you tied down by the hair. With, like, <laughs> it tiny was like little the gi- giants. It was like, yeah, it was exactly. I was just like, anyways. So, but hey, that so that kid thirteenth uh, is 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 strong, right? What team is he on? KTM. It says uh, um, JDR. Oh, he's on JDR. JDR. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, pretty good. By the way. Uh, <laughs> Either, any of you oh. guys see the new jersey in all caps for Justin Barsha? Why can't do you have, do you have a relative working did, in, did the, in, in the AMA uh, trailer? Did I? Could these guys at AMA, JT, could these guys at the AMA who are in charge of rider photos and hometowns, could they be any more clueless? Is it is it possible? Sponsor-wise, too. I don't know if you guys noticed uh, Jake Weimer had no sponsors listed. Kevin Windham had none listed. the worst. Baggett was listed as on a Honda. So the Cowie guys went and complained. They went to the AMA truck, and they said, hey, why does it say he's on a Honda? And they said, yeah, that's on us. And they're like, well, obviously. How does that help us? Hey, our bad. Our bad. <laughs> I take and, full accountability yeah, for that. And, uh, and Monster Tom, the Cowie PR guy's like, oh, Oh, yeah, maybe we did put he was on a Honda on the entry form. <laughs> uh, we'll check. We'll check on our end, you know. 
Like, seriously, what do, what do we got to do? We've talked about this for a couple of years now, Wygant, with Ping and with JT. Like, what is going on down there? Um, also, JDR has a new Australian guy named um, <clears throat> Katia. And I was 90% sure that it was Katia because he raced um, Elsinore and had this unbelievable crash. Like, I don't know what happened, but that big finish line jump at Elsinore, like, or sorry, at uh, Elsinore, yeah, the finish line jump. Yeah. He jumped 50 feet further than the jump. I have no <laughs> idea what happened. So I kind of remembered his name, but I'm reading the thing, and it says Chachia. It says Chachia on live timing and scoring. I should, I should almost know just never, just do the opposite. And then we were getting lit up by all these Australians saying, you idiots, it's Chachia, not Chachia. Where did this extra H come from? And I'm like, they can get nothing right. Yeah, they, they really can't. So they just added a, yeah. they added a, a, an H in there? They added an H. Added an H. I mean, it's hilarious. Uh, uh, your, your ex-teammate there, <clears throat> JT Michael Byrne, is from Utah, according to the AMA. Utah? Johnny, Wait, Utah. I, I don't know what's going on out there. It's a complete disaster. God forbid if you switch teams middle of the season because the, everything just goes to hell in a handbasket. Um, I, I don't. I, That's all right. Cause if Marshall wins a race this year, New Jersey's number one. J Law couldn't get it done. Barry Carson like, couldn't get it done. What's Nicky the, Kessler couldn't get it done. What's we'll the What's the reasoning behind Chad Reed being from Australia in all caps? You know, Millsaps, Marietta, California. Okay, all right, I'll get that. Uh, Gurky's just Daytona, no state. Um, <laughs> Daytona. Yeah, Prince Free is just Missouri, no state. Um, Austin Politelli is just from CA. That's it. So, <laughs> Malcolm Stewart, uh, USA. They, they have, they have city. They have city and state. They have just the country in all caps. They have just the city. They have just the state in Austin Politelli's case. They have just the country for an American, Malcolm Stewart, Ken Roxon, and Max Anstey. I mean. You couldn't f this up if you got a five-year-old more. If you got a five-year-old to, to do it, Ryan Dungey, hailing from Earth. <laughs> that, that is ne- <laughs> that is going to be next. Absolutely, we will see somebody on the East Coast. He will be from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, you guys at the AMA, somebody who listens to this, someone has to have. An aunt or an uncle who works in Pickerington or wherever. Please. Oh. They did get Jean Carlos Ramos correct, of course. Uh, city and country, like just all normal, you know? Malcolm Stewart, U- I thought, USA. Because I questioned every single thing in there. Because it came out two weeks ago or something like that. And I was reading up on it and it made no sense. And I questioned everything. But here's what I thought. Once I had zero respect for it, I said, but the biggest mistake of all, how the hell did Ricky Dietrich's freaking name get on this entry list? How did that happen? <laughs> he that was raced. actually correct. Right. He the, was racing. They have Chisholm on a Velocity 3 racing, Yamaha DRD exhaust. They have his teammate Bobby Canari from – on a factory Yamaha Rockstar. So two same team, two different names that really 
share nothing the same except for the word Yamaha. Um, hmm. No spagets, no sponsors listed for Blake Baggett. Uh, Savachki has nothing. Uh, yeah, he's he's corrected. He's he's right on these sheets. You would think the foreign riders perhaps would have issues, but Rattray is from Durban, comma South Africa. You know, so he's good. But Roxon just from Germany. He's a nihilist. He's not from any town. Does not care. <laughs> uh, I don't know what. I, it's unbelievable. We need to we need to start keeping track of these better and see if things change, what happens, anything. Malcolm Stewart, USA. Well, thank God for that. There's my rider I'm going to cheer for. <laughs> All right. Okay. Very so, patriotic of you. Yeah. Um, Max Anstey from England. That's kind of a surprise. At one point, Osborne, Anstey, and Lieb were all together, and I wasn't sure if we were at Lomel or Anaheim. I, I was very confused. Are you impressed at Anstey's results, or impressed that you're saying it says he's from England and that's correct? No, no, no. Which? I'm, I'm. Oh. First of all, I thought he was on a Honda, though. It says Suzuki. Do we know for sure? No, he was on a Suzuki. Okay. A Suzuki. Okay. Um, yeah. They, they got the. I know you can. You have to question everything. I understand. Um. No, it's good. If, and uh, Malcolm Stewart, we should actually mention him more than just for the uh, doing it for his, his country. Um, <clears throat> we uh, left him out completely of our preseason podcast. I assumed he was racing east. No, racing east last don't year. you remember, Wygant? We said, should we talk about Malcolm? And JT said no. <laughs> what? You you mean the, the podcast JT wasn't even on. <laughs> Do you remember that? He, he said, eh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. He said, no. I, don't, I didn't even do the Whites podcast. You called in early. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you you were in probably jet lagged out pretty bad. <clears throat> Maybe you don't remember. Yeah. Um, strong strong no. points you uh, have. He, he, wrote, he, he did good. He this, wrote, yeah, he did well. Pretty, pretty deep field. That's good. Right. You know who I was? Uh, he, he did do well. Fifth place. Um, Sipes hopefully has a has a four stroke practice bike at this point. He he did well. Jason Anderson. Uh, did well. How about Dave Gowan's team? Um, asked Davey Millsaps on the on the show last night if Gowan had ever told him any rollerball Peterson stories, and he didn't know anything about Dave even being a mechanic. And I quietly sobbed. Dave apparently does not did he live know in... anything about rollerball. No, he did not. Um, I said forty-two time Canadian champion, and he said that's pretty good. Um, th- yeah. So apparently Dave doesn't live in the past like I do. He just you know looks forward and looks towards new day. Um, what else? Uh, JT, you have been on ever since you got back from Holland at the race that you got Hanny fired on. Um, whoa! By talking whoa. about him in 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 whoa. tights in tights. I'm I'm joking, but uh, you've been on the Austin Polatelli train. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's a good kid. He rides really well. You, but Wanted I mean, him to do good. besides being a good kid, you're pumped on his talent. He's fast. I think he, I think he could do well. He's still really young. Um, if he gets the right breaks and you know, I think he's got a chance to do really well. Got a, got a good heat race. You had a great heat race. Yep. Yep. For sure. I think, you know, it, it's, you never know how it's going to go with these kids, you know, right. one or two things go the right way or the wrong way and the rest is history. So, right. Um, pulling for him. I thought he, you know, it's a good start to the season. It says Travis Beggers from Orange County. So there's another one. Orange County is not a city. 
I know it's a county. It's an area of California for people who, who don't know. So it's a county. Yeah, it's a, a county, county, most likely. All right, guys. But uh, okay, so we have the Southwest is an area. So we have, just to reiterate, we have the country, we have the city, we have a county, we have a state. <laughs> all just listed for riders' home names, home, uh, uh, places of of hometowns. Does any other state garner all caps, though, besides New Jersey? Uh, Australia does, but that is a country, yeah. No, the only state does gets all caps is New Jersey. Has Barsha yep. ever so been I from, think they're doing a great job. Has Barsha ever been from New Jersey on uh, any other forms? Isn't it always New York? I, I have seen it okay. on these also jacked up forms. and he, He's been, I think, five different places. Is this – whose on, fault is this? Is this the riders' moms for filling <laughs> this out? Whose fault is this? Where does a fault lay in this system? Do you well, think Mookie just scratches USA on a Honda? Yeah, it, it can't be on the team or Baggett's people if Baggett's listed on a Honda. Does Mookie it can't possibly? Be. Does Mookie just put like Malcolm Stewart USA and mail it? Like that's what I'm asking. Like, could that fall on a rider? I, I don't. I fail to see how that how they could do that. Yeah, actually, well, that's what he said. I don't. Know. Yeah, <laughs> he said USA. Um, Where are you from, kid? Orange County. All right, we'll yeah. go with that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> We're not really sure where he's where he's from, but it's Orange County. We think his accent sounded American. I saw him surfing once from Orange <laughs> County, most definitely. I asked him where he's from, and he screamed Australia at me. Yeah, exactly. John <laughs> uh, Carlos Ramos back. That's your favorite rider. Um, it's pretty pretty yeah. Pretty, pretty close. Is that your comeback ride of the year? Comeback ride of the year? Yeah. No, it's the most inspirational ride I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, okay. John Carlos what, Ramos. Going with. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's John Carlos. What do we make of Zach Osborne? Is you didn't do the two of the uh, uh, preview, did you, JT? No. We did not. We said us three morons, me, Weijin Ping, said six to seven wins for Tomac. What do you All think? Right. I, I can buy that. Yeah? You're on board with that? Yep. Who else, if that's true, and of course it is because we know everything, um, if that's true, who win, Who who's capable of winning? Who who wins a race other than that after round one? Does anything change? Davos. Are you being serious or you just want to get me mad? <laughs> no. I think Davos could win. I think Roxanne could win. Mm-hmm. I think Zach could win. Seely can win? Seely could win. Baggett could win. Uh, I'm taking Baggett yeah. off my list because I think he's got a broken hand. Okay, well, if that's the case, then obviously. Right. But he was going pretty dang fast with a broken hand, though. Props to at, Jesse. At the end of the race. Props for Jesse Nelson for getting up. I thought they were going to red flag that. Did, any, any, you, did you two guys think that? I, I was hoping they were. Why? I don't know. I wanted to see a full field. You were hoping they would red flag? Yes. Oh, I've never heard of that before. Why again? Have you? Uh, you, you didn't watch Alessia Munich? Some riders purposely trying to make red flags come out. So I don't think that is the first time you've heard of someone rooting for a red flag. One time at this local race uh, in in Manitoba, this little fair race thing, uh, I got the whole shot and uh, came around and they red flagged the race. And I found out later that this Dwayne guy and this Kim guy were laying in the first turn and they both, Kim was telling him, stay down, stay down, don't get up, they're going to red flag it. And I was winning. So, I've been what do you a, expect with a guy named Kim? I've been a victim of that. 
JT, I think you know who I'm talking about a little bit. All right. Yep, probably. Um. Anyway, so I've been a victim of that. It's not fun. I thought they were gonna. I thought they were going to red flag that for sure. Um. Let me ask you guys this: We did, I, the, we know that the 450 dudes, things are crazy. Round one, nerves, etc. Well, that shouldn't be any different for the 250 guys. So, is that exactly the way this class is going to shake out? Is Tomac that much better, or I think Sealy, for example, to his first race back, it wasn't maybe the second most inspirational ride coming back from injury of the night. You know, so he's got a long way. He's come come from a long way. So maybe he was a little nervous. Osborne had a bad start. First full-time ride in the U.S. in a long time. Will getting those jitters out, will that change anything? Or have we already seen what we're going to see? What do you guys think? JT. Um, <clears throat> I think I think it was more just a bad start and, I don't know. I think this this weekend coming up, everyone will be calmer, and you'll probably see a lot less variation in what we expected. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think everyone was – would you guys agree that there was more hype going into this race than probably in history? Maybe, maybe like you said, um, 2005 Anaheim was, was more. But it was one of yeah, the most hyped seasons race, so ever. have an impact. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> so I think everyone will calm down a little bit and be like, man, that was stupid, and, and go out and maybe, you know, fix things. Is Newberry Park – that's an actual city, though. Yeah, in California. Right, okay. All right. You're, you're, you're really surging right now to make your point. Uh, combing. Um, just combing. <laughs> I'm just I'm, – I, I have the thing open, but they don't list – where's the – Where's just the the entries starting lineup? No, they don't. In the combined qualifying, they don't list the hometown, so I'm kind of screwed. I want to get the guys who didn't make the night show. But uh, anyways, well, I get, there's a free entry list. I know, but free I can't. List, I can't find that. I can't find that. Um, oh. All I can find is all the details from the guys who I could find. Okay, you know what? This isn't this isn't podcasting. So let's move on. Um, Earth. Uh, what else? What were you talking about, Weech? Nerves? 250 class? We, we know the nerves are a big factor for the 450 dudes. Um, 250 guys, you would assume just as much. So what do you think, Steve? Is this what we're in for every week? Is this? Do we see the 250 class shake out, or could it totally change now that everybody's got the jitters out? Nah, Bag, if Bag has got a broken hand, which I, I'm pretty sure he does, he's going to be maybe a non-factor. Um the rest of the way, I can see Jake Canada doing better, but really, truly, and Osborne, I could see doing better, and Rattray, I could see doing better, but Tomac, Rocks, and Sealy, top three, yeah, sounds about right, you know. Yeah, but Tomac, Tomac, I mean, Rockson started right behind him. Rockson was as fast as him, pretty much in practice on the heat. But Tomac just yarded him in the main. So do you that, know? Do you guys know that Tomac's fastest lap on the night was one and a half seconds? Faster than anyone else. That is incorrect. Why? That's not correct. A fifty-five-two is not one and a half seconds faster than anybody else's fastest lap. Is it to a fifty-six-seven? No, no, you're wrong. A fifty-five-two. Canard did a fifty-five, didn't he? Canard did a 55-8 no, in the main I'm, event. I mean, his class, Tomax, the rest of Tomax's class. Oh, I thought you meant you said anybody else. Well, in his class, he's on a different size motorcycle. Oh, sorry, in his class. Specify. 
He was faster than any 450s, though. But not by, yeah, 55. Huh. Canard had the fastest lap time. Dungy was second. James had a 54 in, in practice, right? Did he? Yeah, I think so. 54 something. Uh, you know what? Wow. Where's, where's RV here? Um, 56. Millsaps had the four, only the fourth best fastest lap. Canard, Dungy, and Bam Bam were all better than him. Yeah, they were pretty, all really close. Yeah, they were. They were really close. No, absolutely. So, anyways, Tomac, one and a half seconds faster. Best to best than wow. anybody else in the 50 class. He was the only guy going inside and doing that quad, too, which was pretty yeah. impressive. Well, why again, I think your theory's out the window on Tomac. What, that it's going to be a dominant Damon Huffman-like season? No. Yeah. No. The part about or, or what my theory that the, looking forward the, to four fifty class and, is going to be Tomac and Roxon and Celia are top three guys. Is that theory incorrect too? No, the theory about like That's oh he's gonna he's gonna look ahead to four fifties and perhaps let this thing slip away. Wait, you're saying in the same podcast where I thought he could win seven of nine races, I also said he can let this slip away. Really? I somehow made two completely divergent. Yeah, strange. Points. Wow. Yeah. Strange. Yeah, he's over it. Right. Why don't you throw in the part where I said I, I saw him with a bunch of hookers in Orange County? Yeah. <laughs> Orange County? Well, I mean, what else do you we want know, to make up? We know, what Tra- else, what we, we know Travis Baker lives there. It says so <laughs> right, other, on, right on the edge form. Uh, Michael Lieb, JT, Michael Lieb. But does this kid need a ride? I'm a believer. Does, does, oh. does this kid need a ride? Does he deserve a ride? I mean, deserving is a yeah, very thrown around word yes. in the sport. But, yes, I mean, is. he's obviously riding really well, and he's a really, really good kid. So, Look, he's the first guy other than Anstey, and there's no chance in hell anybody's picking up Max Anstey. He's, he's a, already – Max Anstey is – Yeah, he's going to Europe. To no. Suzuki Europe. No, I know, but let's say – let's say you want to get him out of that deal next year to hire. You know what I mean? Like, who's – when I look down this list – Who's the guy that's like doesn't have a ride that can knock off some of these guys? Like Michael Lieb beat Cunningham and Craig and Baggett and Baker and Nelson and Canada, all guys on legit teams for whatever reason. And I'm not saying straight up beat him because whatever, but he beat him in the results. So Lieb is the first guy to me that you could be like, that guy should have a better ride other than Nasty, who I don't think anybody will hire in America. Well, yeah, I think Lieb probably – in the big scheme of things, should have more help than he does because it's just him and his dad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if he keeps putting in the results, he will. I mean, obviously, everyone knows how the you know he had a deal on a really, really good team of CLS. So I, I don't think that it's far fetched that he'll get a good deal. It's just yep. you know didn't right. seem to work out this year. What do you think of uh... hey, having a good deal in Europe, having that deal pulled away from you, then um, having your mom and dad? pretty much put something together for you and your mom is the um, her business is putting the homeschool program together that most of the amateur riders run and that is now helping fund your racing and you do really well and you're battling for several laps on TV do you think that would have been worth mentioning by any of the television announcers what do you think that'd be cool <laughs> maybe a, a nice little are you vying for a tele- supercross television job someone is a little jealous I know that Someone I very rarely little cross this line because it's just going to come across as bitter. But I just personally feel that that's the type of story that most sports announcers should relay to their uh, audience. 
Pretty good story. Look, look you, I mean, you're, you're. Maybe I'm wrong. Are you trying maybe to get maybe me? There's nothing are you, impressive are you about are you that. Trying to get me being a complete privateer and battling. Are you trying to get me in trouble again? Because that's what you you did in the other podcast where you got me in a little bit of trouble. Uh, are you trying to get me going? No, again? you don't need. Don't, you don't need. To, all you got to do is say, "Is that a pretty? Is that story worth mentioning or not?" What do you? Think? All of those guys in the booth, they don't know jack shit. Stop! Of, stop, stop! Stop! Okay, stop, sorry. Stop! I'm not trying to drag you into this. I just want to know. Do you think that might have been worth mentioning? Of course. Gotcha. Okay. Just, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. I, I feel that those guys, they know more than I'll ever know about racing dirt bikes. But when it comes to the lesser-known riders, they probably don't have a ton of knowledge. A ton? I'm being, I'm being politically correct here. <laughs> There's, careful. They, they, Everybody be careful. They here. know eight dudes in each class. Uh, That's stop. about it. it, it I, I, don't, I don't agree with your level of disdain for it. But... Obviously, I mean they're they're the the elite of the sport. So if there's a new kid or something, sometimes they don't know. I, but they definitely know more about behind the scenes than and what it's like to be at the elite level than you or I do. Will they ever go and actually ask Michael Lee what's going on and how he's doing and what his deal is? I think Jeff Emig would, without a doubt. You do? Yes, I do. Okay. I think on like track walk or something like that. I I very much feel that Jeff Emig would do that. Okay, okay. Um, do we? Do I don't we, know what you guys are talking about. I just want to know if that was worth sharing. I meant nothing more than that. <laughs> I meant nothing more than that. <laughs> you are such a coward. Can I please hear you say "light the candles, Weege"? I want to. I want to picture. I just want to hear it. Perhaps I want to hear your cadence. I want to hear everything about lighting the candles. Everything's awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> JT, do you refuse to give Vince Freeze some props? I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. All right. So, so this podcast yeah, Very is similar response. Yes, exactly. Similar response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Uh, I mean, hey, look. At, hey, the, guy, the guy put it in the main hey, event, if, right? Hey, if you were watching that national uh, championship <clears throat> college football game yesterday, do you think there were a couple guys – on each team that they were just like, ah, oh, yeah, I know his number, and this is what it says on the sheet. Oh, That's all I know about him. JT, he's having a meltdown. He's having a little mini meltdown. <laughs> not as much as I I'm would do. Like, not as much as I would do. I would drop F-balls and start getting upset and ranting, but this is Weege's meltdown right here. You can't compare the amount of research spotters, research uh, teams, the meetings they have pre, you know, with, with all the players before the games. It's just incomparable, the you, amount of effort that goes I, in. I disagree. They are not meeting with the backup offensive linemen. They meet about with about five or six guys and the coaching but, staff. But they have people standing by to feed them information JT, about any player on the field. Us three idiots on this podcast do not have any information fed to us. And we can, all t- we can tell you, I would think between the three of us, we could probably come up with three or four facts of every rider in the night show between the three of us. For real. Now I, don't I can know, tell you that Malcolm Stewart's from the USA. I don't know Joe, Joey Savitsky. I could talk about his, dad, his, his dad's tracks. <laughs> but you two could pick up the slack on that one. You know what I mean? That's my point. The three of us, and, not, and I'm not saying like we need to be in the booth. Like, I, think you're, I think you are. I think you're being a little 
you, when you're. Do you an, think you're a better announcer than no. Ricky Carmichael? No, I do not. No, I do not. That's that's all I'm getting from out of you. How, how are you turning this on me when it's Wygant who started and is having the meltdown? Don't turn this. on I me. know that I know that Wygant's good. I'm a journalist. I was just asking a question. <laughs> I thought you were a flagger. Football game last night. I was just asking a question. I thought you were a flagger. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's that's my boss, by the way. I'm no I'm no ultimate. That is true. I'm just, I, I agree well, with Wygant. Listen, they you got to know something about who's ever on the screen at any time in the main event, maybe in the in the night show entirely. Um, you're you're forgiven if there's a few guys that you don't get, but there's so many times where there's nothing. They're all at a loss for words, and whatever. Hey, if you want to do it like that, no worries. But I feel like you could really educate a lot of people on Michael Lieb and the PJ Larsons and the Joey Savitskis of the world. That's all. I'm with Wage on that. Are you? You're just bitter that you don't have a road to Supercross. What do you mean you're with me? I'm not even making a point. I'm just it, asking you. I, th- I thought that Weege was making the point all along. No, I, I don't put words in my mouth. All I just wanted to know is, <laughs> A, would that have been interesting to share, and B, were there any stories like that that would not have been shared on that college football game last night? And you can draw your own conclusions based on those two. If anyone asked me about this, I would say that Weege is extremely bitter and that Mathis has his back. I don't know what you guys are uh, um, Yeah, I don't know what you're talking I don't know what you're getting at either, JT. I don't really I no know. Idea. But, I mean, I wonder if it at all was considered to be Justin Brayton's road to Supercross. Because there is a real man who went down that path. He raced Arena Cross for, what, three years? A long time. Why isn't it Justin Brayton's road to Supercross? Isn't, isn't someone jokingly calling it the road to Brayton? <laughs> no, is it? Uh, really? Did you hear that? <laughs> I thought you were the one that told me that. Someone was calling it that. Like, you could be Justin Brayton, this is what your goal is? Like, all you Arena Cross people? No, they're saying, like, that's what it should be called. It should be called right. not the road to Supercross, but the road to Brayton. Like, this is the career you can have. What about the road to Braytonness? Hey, all, they should just be like, listen, all you kooks, come here. Bring it, br- bring it in. Get down on the knee. Bring it in. Here is Justin Brayton. <sighs> and have him come out in his gear. And Justin Brayton be like, hey, everyone. I was just like you five years ago. I had no money. I was racing in cow barns across America, and look at me now. And then he should just walk off with a bunch of lasers and, and dried ice. That's what I'd do. If you, were actually, if you were at Des Moines last year at the opener, they pretty much did that exact thing. Oh, they, really? See, I'm a brilliant. I'm brilliant. I should, <laughs> people should talk to me for my ideas more, I feel. Only, there are very few riders that would go to Des Moines. That's a good. That's, a, that's an. That's an excellent point. You're right. He went. He shot a video. He came out in opening ceremonies on a Honda. He had his gear. I don't think he brought knee braces, and they wanted him to jump, and he was kind of mad about that, so he didn't jump. Uh-huh. But the point is, he came, and he said, "I remember growing up. This is my home race. This is where it all started for me. It means so much to come back in front of these fans on my new factory Honda and go after a Supercross title." Or that's exactly what actually happened. Well done. <laughs> I feel like I should. More people should listen to me. I really do. JT, you've known me for a long time. I'm brilliant. I have some great ideas. <laughs> along with presenting Ryan Dungey, <laughs> along with presenting Ryan Dungey the number one plate three years ago at St. Louis, I would have oh. I would have done that as well. All right, let's let's yeah. wrap this thing up. Um, We're done. Let's keep let's keep an eye on uh, 
on these hometowns coming going forward from here. We got to get to the bottom of this. You know, we got the Chupacabra thing going. We got docking uh, changed in the riders' meeting references. We had um, what else have we done? The um, the Jeff Alessi rule, where you'll be pulled yeah, if you're yeah, rolling jump. Yes, Jeff Alessi rule. If you're not giving it an effort in the main event, you will be pulled out. We've made yep. shit happen from this podcast. There's no doubt. Let's make these hometowns at least resemble something <laughs> that makes sense. Like, seriously. Right? That's fine, but do not mess with Barsha. If Barsha loses New Jersey, if it even just goes to lowercase. Right. It will be held to pay. I'll be very upset. <laughs> I just gotta but being from New Jersey, it should be all caps. That's very Jersey. The only state they picked? The all caps, not a coincidence. We don't pump our gas; we pump our fists. Barsha <laughs> um, not just look like one of those dudes, too. I mean, come on. Did you talk to him at all? He's a total Jersey short. Did anybody talk to him? Total. No, I didn't. Talked to Stanton. Stanton. I talked to Stanton for a little bit. How'd um, that work out? Mechanic. I talked to Stanky. Yeah. Mechanic said he was super nervous. Super nervous. Right. Wanted to throw up during the whole race. All right. I just got a text from Red Dog. Hey, do you think Moser could be gay? <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> this is the stuff that it's His 10, two kids are just a front. It's it's ten thirty at night and he's just Red Dog's alone thinking of He's this stuff. probably stressed out because his wife and children got bunnies today. Oh they did? Yeah, they got rabbits. <laughs> oh jeez. All right. Hey, um BTOsports.com, Racer X podcast. Uh, presented by Thor MX, Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant, great talk. I feel like we got to the bottom of a lot of things here. Um, and uh, I hate Trey Kennard. Wygant's bitter. JT Don't called- forget about how much you hate Davos as well. Oh, yeah, and JT called Millsaps. I think that's what we can all take away from this. Um, thanks, both of you guys, for doing it. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. See you guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to find the more than 200 episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.